0: we seem to be on a uh, in a case where anger is like cancer it's spreading everywhere it's metastasizing and and the only the the greatest cure for that it the greatest way to overcome that it, in my experience is by determining to embrace kindness and it takes courage it takes strength in the face of adversity but it can be done. And it honestly, in, in my, I would argue it has to be done if we're going to be able to stem the tide.
1: Hello, and welcome to the wake up with gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru, or you've lost your gratitude journal, once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests. Who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boye, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach, and I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm Julie Boye, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to join us today. I am bringing you a very powerful interview with Randy McNeely. He's known as the kindness giver and he is an incredible human being. We do talk about some very serious topics, so I just wanted a little bit of a content warning before we start we are going to discuss very briefly the topics of both verbal and sexual abuse. If these topics are not comfortable for you or very triggering, please skip ahead to about 10 minutes into the episode. What is amazing to me is that after Randy shares his beautiful and heartbreaking story, he shares how his faith, how Other human beings, he describes them as angels on this earth, helped him through these really difficult and dark times and really led him to be this incredible person that he is today who embraces kindness and just lives with a kind heart. He helps us to learn how to plan to be a kindness giver. He guides us on looking for ways to transcend our differences and we talk about how kindness is the birthplace of gratitude. I am truly grateful that Randy was open to sharing with us and just leading with his heart. And so this is a really important interview for so many to listen to, especially, you know, share this with men in your lives that are not able to share and are not allowing themselves to experience the emotions after going through some difficult times, it's very powerful when we hear someone share their story very bravely and it inspires others to have that confidence should they need to share. Before we dive into this episode, and I warn you, we do dive in quite quickly. I wanted to say thank you. I am super excited to share that my first print run of the 2022 Vancouver Island Sunrises calendars has sold out. So thank you so much for everyone who already placed their order. Now I have scheduled a second print run and it will be ready in a couple of weeks. So depending on when you listen to this podcast, they will be available in mid-November, and I will be shipping out any back orders as quickly as I possibly can. I'm going to let you in on a little secret that I haven't shared with anybody else yet. There is an update in this calendar. I've added a couple of interesting things, including a gratitude guidance with each month. So you'll be able to focus on a different gratitude practice for each month, While you're looking at the beautiful sunrise photos from here on Vancouver Island, if you haven't had a chance to check out the calendar or visit my shop, please head to wakeupwithgratitude.com for the calendar, the shop, and all things related to wake up with gratitude. Let's get into this episode with Randy McNeely and don't forget to stick around right till the end. I share a special secret with you after the interview. Thanks friends. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming my friend, Randy McNeely. Hello, friend.
0: Hello, Julie. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm so great. I'm so excited. We've been having a great offline conversation, and it got to the point where I was like, we need to get this started because there's lots to talk about with Randy about kindness. So Randy is the author of The Kindness Givers Formula, Four Simple Steps for Restoring Light, Hope, Love, Unity, and Peace to Our Troubled World, and A Daily Dose of Positive, which is Volume 1, 90 Days of Timeless Nuggets to Enhance Your Life. He is the Chief Kindness Officer and Founder of the Peapock Institute, which I'm sure he'll explain to us, providing cultural transformation solutions. Beyond that, Randy and I were connected through the Gratitude and Appreciation Summit We've both been a speaker for this event several times, and I love his attitude and his outlook on life. And we both know that kindness and gratitude are totally interconnected. One does not live without the other. So I was very excited to invite Randy to be on my podcast. So Randy... As I love to start my podcast, can you share with us a little bit about how you became the kindness giver? Did you always grow up with this sort of kind heart?
0: Well, you know, it's it's, it's an interesting question. I I, I grew up uh, in a in a some challenging situations, but I was blessed to have friends and 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 the parents of friends who showed a tremendous amount of kindness to me. I also happen to be uh, very religious. I, you know, I, I believe in Jesus Christ and I studied his teachings. I study his teachings and, and uh, he's all about love. And everything he did was about love and about kindness. I mean, kindness is love in action. And so I've been tremendously blessed to have people who in my challenging times growing up and, and when there were difficulties, I've been blessed to be encircled about by the arms of love by the arms of i'll say by the arms of jesus love through other people I and mean, he uses people I, I firmly believe that there are living walking angels on earth right now in the form of people who who uh look for ways and opportunities to, to encircle other people and put their arms around them and so i've been i've been blessed to have that and so my greatest desire is to be able to reach out and do the same thing for other people so i i can't begin to pay people back or pay pay back for all the blessings I've received because of the kindness others have given to me
1: so tell me a little bit about you know some of these challenging times when you were growing up uh is it like family or school what was what was these things that you were looking you know you needed this kind of support from
0: oh my my father was very authoritarian and he Uh, Yelled a lot. He was very verbally abusive, and he also, you know, made some serious mistakes and abused um, myself and my sisters and brothers uh, sexually, and and some of our friends. And and uh, not to get into any other details, but uh, he, you know, made some serious mistakes. He was a school teacher, and and ended up getting prosecuted. that was all over the news. And, and uh, as a teenage boy, I mean, as, as a teenager, whether you're a boy or girl, as a teenager in, in anybody's life, that that's highly, highly embarrassing. And it's you feel shame. And, and in my case, you know, there was blame. I felt like I was to blame for some of the mistakes that he made. And it's, uh, as, as irrational as that sounds, because I had nothing to do with his choices. I didn't make his choices for him, but. At the time, I felt like, oh, if I had only done this or done this or done that, maybe I could have prevented this or that, you know? And and anyway, it was during those times when my father was being prosecuted and he ended up going to jail for a time and, you know, in prison and and, um, that's when I had friends who rallied around me. That's when I had extra sets of parents who, Tremendously cared about me. And and it's because of their love, you know, because I felt I felt I, I, you know, I believe I'm a child of God. I felt God's love in my life. I felt the love of Jesus Christ in my life through these people. I felt like even when I didn't really feel real great about myself because I struggled with self-esteem and issues and things like that uh the my friends and their parents uh saw something different in me and saw the good in me and helped me to carry on at a time when i really struggled with seeing the good in me and frankly if it hadn't been for them i might have done something really foolish and rash and i may not be here right now so that is uh you know that's been a driving force in my life and it's it's in the last few years is really when I have gotten to a point where you know with all the different challenges we we're having in the world and and we seem to be on a uh, in a case where anger is like cancer it's spreading everywhere it's metastasizing and and the only the the greatest cure for that it, the greatest way to overcome that. It, it, in my experience is by determining to embrace kindness and it takes courage. It takes strength in the face of adversity, but it can be done. And it honestly, in in my, I would argue it has to be done. If we're going to be able to stem the tide, we have far too many people today who are looking for ways to be offended You know, and the the, the reality is conflict in life is inevitable because different people have different views. We're always going to have different views and that's okay. Diversity is good. You know, having different thoughts, different ways of thinking, different ways of seeing, you know, politically or otherwise. We it's okay to have, you know, those kind of conflicts. Anger, on the other hand, and contention are a choice we don't have we can choose not to be angry we can choose not to be contentious we can choose to look for ways to transcend differences and that's what kindness does when we're when we have an overall goal a collective goal to be kind irrespective of you know what the situation is we can transcend differences you and i may not think the same politically we may not think the same religiously we may not think the same in other ways but If we have an overall goal, you know, regardless of things, I'm going to be kind. Then we can start working together. We can look for ways that we can help and lift and build each other, regardless of our differences.
1: Randy, first, I want to acknowledge and say thank you for having the courage to share your story. Well, thank you. It is not easy to um, give words when we have been through abuse, and especially, like you said, your father ending up in jail and you feeling like you might have made a decision that would have led you not to be here. And it is truly a miracle, you know, when you think about faith and your love of Jesus Christ and of God, like how you feel being a child of God that, You were taken care of so well by these angels on earth. And, you know, there's someone listening right now who experienced pain and suffered as a child, as a teen, and they did not have the same gift of love that you did. And they're still struggling and they're still having a hard time. And so, what my hope and my prayer is by you being sharing how you've come through this and come to this incredible person who gives so much kindness is that you inspire that person that there's hope and that we don't have to repeat the sins of our fathers. Um, you know, yeah. I, 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 there are parts of your story that are in my story as well. So I think this um, ability we have to break a generational way of being and, and saying that this is not okay. And we're I'm going to choose to live my life in a complete opposite way. That's what, you know, that's what we're here to do. We have that, that opportunity, that chance, and you are a beautiful example of someone who said, no, I'm not going to live this way. And you've gone and you're serving in such beautiful ways. So thank you, Randy. That was well, very you. brave.
0: Thank you, Julie. That was very kind of you. You know, I, I feel so spectacularly um, blessed. I, I can't even, I can't even express in words. You know, I, I wish I could say I've been perfect. <laughs> you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist actually. <laughs> uh, I, Cause I, I recognize the fact that I can't be perfect. And you know, my kids would be the first ones to tell you <laughs> I'm a father of five and, and you know, when, when I started out with the older children, I was a novice, ch- novice father, you know, I, I was just learning, trying to learn the father thing. And, and un, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately for me, I had friends who had loving fathers who, from whom I could learn. Unfortunately, I, you know, I, I, I didn't learn a whole lot from my father with regards to being kind and treating others with kindness. I, I did learn, you know, I have to give him credit. He taught me to work hard and he taught me to yeah, you know, he he did teach me some good things, but in the kindness department, he was, you know, I, I had to look to other people. So my kids will tell you, I've kind of been, they've kind of been my experiment <laughs> in some ways, but I've, you know, the younger kids have had it easier than the older kids did because I've gotten better. I'm a better dad now than I was when, when they were little. So,
1: and isn't that the gift though, truly is this ability to become and make a decision to become the best version of yourself every single day right? It's like in that moment, you're the best person that you can be in that moment. And you made a decision instead of staying the same, you made that decision to grow and that decision to become a better parent and learn. And I think that's, that in itself is a huge um, sort of lesson and piece of wisdom, you know, especially for those of us who are parents is like, we're the best parent we are in that moment. And hopefully We're getting better all the time. Like you had five, you had five. I got the one. So she got the like not great parenting, you know, as I grew, but I'm definitely a better parent now than I am, uh, than I was when she was born. She's 11 now. So lots of amazing lessons. So, um, so you are a parent, you are an author. So tell me a little bit about how this sort of um, business around kindness came around because it's, You know, definitely not traditional. You don't see a lot of people starting businesses focused around kindness. So how did that sort of unfold for you?
0: Well, that's an interesting question. And it and it's still becoming, if you will. Of course. (laughs) You know, I in 2019, I had a couple of I had some crazy ideas come into my head. Mm. First of all, I I I thought I could be a good entrepreneur. So I I left the company I was working for and decided to break off and become a consultant. I was a consultant in the healthcare industry and I thought I could do it better than my other company. Well, in I knew how to do assessments really well. You know, from security and privacy assessments, I, I could do an, an excellent job in that arena. What I didn't uh, think about, and, and Michael Gerber would probably, you know, be laughing his head off if he listened to this, the get the author of the Myth, you know, because he he knows exactly what I'm gonna say. You know? I didn't realize that there's like ten other hats you're wearing when you become an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you have to, you have to, uh, you know, you're the marketer, you're the salesman, you're the accountant, you're the, you're the everything, and so it, it, that was a little bit bumpy. At the same time, I I broke off for that. I, I had some ideas in the back of my head. I had an idea come to me about doing a kindness-driven reality TV show. I was looking at. Some of the reality TV shows that were on at the time, and it was just you know, it was constant drama and and mm-hmm. and conflict, and and nothing positive about it really. I can't I can't I can't think of anything that was redeeming about. <laughs> I, I and, and maybe that's that's a that's a slight on me, but I can't think back and think of a whole lot of redeeming factors for the reality TV show. So I was like, you know. There's got to be something positive that we can create. So I I had this idea kind of about a kindness driven reality TV show. And I reached out to a friend of mine who was a, who was a producer for a reality TV show at that time. That was pretty, it was, it was a business reality TV show, but anyway, long story short, I I try to keep this brief because I could talk forever. Um, Reached out to him, said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about. I've got this idea for a reality TV show where I want to find individuals who have been through tremendous challenges and who have used those challenges as stepping stones to do something greater, to mm-hmm. create amazing organizations that are blessing the world. I want to give them a voice and a platform to share their story. Yeah. You know, and, and hopefully share inspiring, you know, make them inspiring and compelling and, and emotionally engaging and inspire our audience to want to do kind things, to want to, you know, first of all, for people to realize, Hey, you know, if this person has been through all this and they can still yeah. overcome and, and create this, I can do it too. And hopefully, you know, if, if somebody watching is in the area where that organization and that person live, you know, maybe they can volunteer if they, if what they're doing, you know, it, it really resonates, they can donate if they feel so you know, inclined. So I had I, I talked to him. He says, "You know that I love your idea. So let me talk to my director and see what he thinks." And and um, he did. And his director loved the idea. And thus, at the time, the 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 Kindness Hunters was born. That's what we mm-hmm. we're calling ourselves, the Kindness Hunters. Yeah. And uh, we did a sizzle reel, and and uh, we were in the process of working to find investors. In fact, I I went on an investment trip on March. I I returned on March 10th,
1: 2020. Uh, (laughs) I think I know where this story is going.
0: (laughs) Three days later, the world shut down.
1: We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude love and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness. And of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast.
0: Uh, that and, and so our idea went on the shelf sure at the same time that i had that idea i, I all the shootings happened in 2019 the summer of 2019 the shootings in california shootings in las vegas shootings in texas yeah. all these people you know getting shot and killed you know and, and craziness going on i thought you know i cannot just sit back anymore and not try to do something i'm one man who knows what i can do but i, I can't just sit back and hope that the politicians or somebody else uh, are gonna make a difference and so that's when i had the idea for my book the kind of skivers formula and it, it's 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 an easy read it's it's only 60 pages and about 41 of that is the actual reading and then the rest is the front and the back matter and stuff but it takes <laughs> uh, 45 minutes to read but yeah it's it's very easy read, but it is a highly powerful and effective formula for ingraining the daily habit of intentional kindness giving, and gives practical information for uh, and and wonderful examples examples of kindness in action and of how it can impact lives for good and how you and I as individuals working together and 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 individuals all over the world working together. Can have a tremendous impact for good if we're willing to put the effort into it.
1: Uh where is the book easiest found? Is it through your website?
0: You can go to Amazon. It's and on Amazon. The search for the kindness givers formula and it pops right up.
1: So without giving the whole book away, just if you can just name what are the four steps.
0: I can tell you what the four steps are. Without giving every, it away. Every day determined to be a kindness giver.
1: Oh.
0: That's the first step.
1: Okay.
0: Every day. Every day, take a few minutes and think of and plan ways that you can be kind. Think of situations where you're going to who you're going to be with, where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing. Think of potential opportunities to be kind in those situations. Okay,
1: I love it. Yep.
0: Every day, look for and act on opportunities to be a kindness giver. You know, you've planned out some ways which may or may not come to pass, but we can always be on the lookout. Put your kindness antennas up, if you will, looking for easy opportunities to give kindness away. The simplest way I know, right, right off the bat, is smiling. Mm-hmm. Smiling, everybody doesn't matter who are you from, who you are. Everybody speaks smile. Yeah, everybody. And
1: does. you know what? Even if you're wearing a mask, you can still tell if someone is smiling. And I think yeah. we kind of got away with that because we're like we're hiding our face. Yeah. You can smile with a mask on, and someone knows you're smiling. You right? can, and so they we- can
0: hear, they can hear it. Yeah, and your voice. So
1: yeah, I I I wanted to mention that because I think a lot of us, myself included, we forgot to smile because we're like, well, we can't see. But it's like, no, you smile with your whole face, right? It's not just what's awesome. Okay, continue. And And the
0: the fourth step is to invite and encourage other people to do the same thing. And and I've added, I've actually, since I wrote the book, I've added one more step. Okay. Because I think it, it it powerfully helps us to remember why we're doing all the other steps in the first place. And that is to reflect and record every day at the end of the day, reflect on your experiences with kindness that day, whether someone was kind to you or where you gave kindness to somebody else and take just a minute to think about how did that make me feel and write it down. Why, excuse me, why is it important to write it down? Because as you write it down, you're engraving it on your heart
1: yeah it's so good for your brain too to I'm a big fan of journaling and I of course encourage gratitude journaling and I think um you know I want to talk about the the connection between kindness and gratitude but that that action of physically using like a pen and writing like I have I think I have one two I have two journals and three two notebooks and a day planner right now like in my life that I'm actively writing in so I am a huge fan because it does it not only writes it on your heart, but your brain has a different response when you're using yeah. your actual your hands to write. Now, if you're not able, don't worry about your writing or your printing or what it looks like; it doesn't matter. Right? It's just about the action of doing it.
0: But it makes it easier to remember, and and the yes. beautiful thing is too about writing it down. How many of us here? I mean, I can ask your audience, and I know the answer to this. You know the answer to this. How many of us ever have bad days? Yeah. <laughs> we have bad days. Of we course. all, and there are times when we need to think about happier times. Yeah. And so the beautiful thing is when you write it down, you can go back and flip through those pages and remember and read about those happy things, those happy times, those happy, the way you felt or the, when you were kind or when someone was kind to you. Mm-hmm. you know, I love, I love going back and thinking about, you know, little things that my kids did for me. To make a difference, you know, that just that, that just melted my heart, you know, and, and those when I if I'm ever feeling down, which, you know, in the pandemic is outgrowing and, and extroverted as I try to be the pandemic. Really, I had some real struggles at times like we've all done. And, and uh, being able to go back and think about those times and reread about some things has been a big uh, has been a tremendous help.
1: I agree. I'm a huge fan of that. Going back, and then also like when you're writing in this way, you're reframing your day. You're looking for the good things in your day, and you're recording that instead of like rewriting the misery and all the stuff that didn't go wrong. I like to think of it of I'm at the point where I. It's not about having a bad day. It's like that moment in that day was not good, and it's moving through it and moving towards it, and finding like one good thing. And sometimes, like you said, it's like that moment of kindness that someone gave you or you express kindness can really shift that day so my question that i really wanted us to get to which is i think critical to this discussion is how do you see kindness and gratitude you know working together because i i do think there's like this beautiful connection oh my
0: goodness kindness is the birthplace for gratitude oh It is kindness spawns gratitude. When when someone, (laughs) can I share just a little story?
1: Uh, Please do. Yes.
0: My I was (laughs) this is two years ago, two birthdays ago. Uh, No, it was last year, just just last year. I was working on something on my computer. It was my youngest daughter's birthday, and it was one of those. I, I was feeling cranky. I I I had been working on something and. My computer—I had just updated my my Mac, and I know all you Mac haters don't don't listen. <laughs> but no, I just updated something on my Mac. I I never Mac in, in my entire experience with my Macs, I'd never had a, a black screen of death, if you will, like you have a blue screen of death on Windows all the time. <laughs> well, I hadn't had that, but I kept having it. I kept my I kept having this little message pop up, and then I'd have to restart and everything, and so long story short, I was not, I was not happy because I'd been working on something for a while. And then all of a sudden my computer crashed. Well, I just gotten up again and my, and I was furiously trying to get something done that I needed to get done. And my daughter comes and knocks on the door. And, uh, she said, uh, you know, I says, well, come in. And I said, oh, you know what? I, I, I have to go back and tell something first. I have to go back before I Cause I, I just realized I blew the story really fast. When my daughter was born, my little girl was born. The nurse immediately put her in my arms and none of our other children ever did this. I've never seen this from another baby. The nurse put her in immediately in my arms and she had been in my arms for like two seconds. She turned her head and smiled at me and it was so precious. I mean, uh, she, she's fresh out of, I mean, she, I mean, I, 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 am not, I'm not kidding. She's fresh out of the womb. I put her in my arms. She she's there. And she turns her head and she looks up and she's it's like, smile. That means here I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and her name is Julia joy. And Oh my gosh. You know, I, I had joy just surging through me. So fast forward 10 years, the day it's her birthday. I'm feeling cranky. She comes and knocks on the door. And I, I had to, I had at the time, I had a lazy boy chair sitting in my office, and I'm in the chair, and she comes and just stands there in front of me. I said, you know, I invited her in. She comes and just stands there. She didn't say anything, just standing there, smiling at me. And I said to her, I said, "What, what do you need, sweetie?" And I was a little, a little short in my, I said, what, what do you need, Julia? I, I'm trying to get this done. There's nothing, Daddy. I just wanted to come in and smile at you and remind you of the day I was born. <laughs> I just melted like butter on a hot plate. I mean I just all the frustration just went out, went away. I hugged her. I said, "Thank you, sweetheart." That simple little thing, that simple little action, she didn't have to come and knock on my door. She didn't have to do that. Yet I honestly believe in my heart, I believe that God knew I needed it at that time. Because it it just, it totally turned my day around. All the crankiness went away. I said, okay, that's okay. I, I I can deal with this because of the love I felt from that sweet little girl. That's uh, just a simple example of how one one little act of kindness can totally change your narrative for the entire day and and honestly, simple acts of kindness can change the narrative for your entire life i mean there's little things that there's experiences I had when I was a teenager with the, like I mentioned earlier the love and the kindness that I felt then and and kind words that were said to me then that still it's it's thirty Five Well, I guess it's forty years later, almost. And to this day, and when I think about it, you, you heard how I got emotional earlier, and I get emotional now because of how it impacted. And that, getting back to all the gratitude, I am so grateful. I can't begin to express because of those kind things, those simple acts of kindness. They have given birth to gratitude beyond measure. I've mentioned over and over how tremendously blessed. I feel that I have, I am so grateful. I can't even begin to express in words adequately express the gratitude I feel. Oh,
1: Randy, your story really does embody this beautiful connection between an act of kindness and gratitude and how the two are just so connected in so many beautiful ways and how it just takes one little thing, one little moment, one little expression of gratitude, one little expression of love that can, like you said, not only change your day, change your mood, but actually impact someone's life. And you might not even know it. And so this attitude you have of just being a kindness giver at all times, you live it. I see it in you. I, I am very truly grateful that you are here with me on the podcast today, that you shared your stories, that you gave us your vulnerability uh, to really feel how this movement that you've started comes from a, a deep, deep place of being the recipient of kindness at the time when you need it the most. There was there's so many things Randy that you and I could talk about but as we always do it is there is a time when the podcast must wrap up for that this episode wrap yeah. for yeah. this episode I want to make sure though I didn't mention this but I do want to make sure that people know you have a podcast so uh, tell us about your podcast
0: Our podcast uh, myself the kindness giver Randy McNeely the kindness giver and Dr. Elia Gorgoras, the happiness doctor, we host the podcast called The Kindness and Happiness Connection. Awesome. It's, it's normally a, a weekly or a biweekly podcast. It's been a little bit more sparse in the last little while because of, of life events, but that's okay. It's And then we've, we've finished out for this year and we're going to be doing more at the beginning of the next year.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, and enough. I want to say, um, where's the best place for people to find you?
0: Best place for people to find me, honestly, they can find me on LinkedIn or on my website, but they can, you know, website is randymcneely.com. Right. But if they really want to uh, uh, get a hold of me, they can, you know, I've got my contact information on LinkedIn. Reach out and schedule a time to talk.
1: Yeah.
0: I've got a Calendly link. I'll be happy to send it to you. I'd love to talk. I, you know, I'm also the, I, I'm the chief kindness engineer. I call myself the chief kindness engineer for the Peacock Institute, which yes. is, stands for positive engagement, power of kindness Institute. And it's all about providing cultural uh, transformation solutions and love to be able to talk about that again, another time.
1: Yeah. I imagine there's, there's so much we can talk about. Well, what I love about this podcast is, I love to hear people's true the stories behind, you know, their movement. And you, your story um is a very powerful catalyst for this movement that you've created. And like many, the pandemic gave you actually the space and the time to develop your business and your offerings in a very different way than you might have had you not had to stop right doing that reality show at the time. So you've actually created. So many beautiful resources and ways to share your message that may not have come had there not been a break.
0: <laughs> well, and and the beautiful thing is now we are in the process of filming our positive reality TV Yay. show that is coming to life, and we've changed the names called the Kindness Finders. And we're finding those organizations, individuals and organizations that uh, have the powerful stories. And uh, I, in fact, I'll be going out next week to film the second half of the first season. So oh,
1: so exciting. Congratulations, Randy. That's amazing. We'll be on the lookout for that. So thank you again for just being a great partner with me in this podcast episode. I've really enjoyed our time together. And I look forward to having you back on another time.
0: Thank you, Julie. You've been amazing. I appreciate you.
1: Oh, I received that. Thank you. Thanks for sticking around right to the end. And as always, I have a personal secret to share with you. This one's a little bit more personal and uncomfortable. And it came up for me as I was doing this interview with Randy. And I didn't want to share it during the episode because I wanted to focus the episode on Randy and what he was going through in his experience. But I resonated with what Randy had to say. And I haven't talked about this very much publicly, and perhaps at some point I will do an episode about it, but I also grew up in a home um, where I experienced verbal and physical abuse. And I say physical abuse because I grew up in a time when it was okay to spank your children, so I experienced that. I had a real, real fear of my father growing up. It was difficult, and I lived in fear of making my father angry. And like so many people that live in an abusive household on the outside, my father was a very charming, kind man, uh, just got along with everybody. No one would possibly understand that he could be that way, but he had and still has a very violent temper. And so I grew up in this environment. And it's interesting how... Uh, Sometimes these memories sort of come back to me. I don't have a lot of memories of my childhood, which is why this little secret part actually sometimes is a challenge for me. And I learned recently that when we go through trauma in our childhood, it often many of our memories, the good ones as well, are difficult to access. So I've been doing a lot of work myself to work through this. Uh, At this point in my life, I am estranged from my parents. I no longer have a relationship with my father, and I'm absolutely okay with that. It's the right decision for myself and my family. My heart goes out to those that are dealing with domestic violence and that just don't have anywhere to go. And that's what I saw my mom go through all those years ago. So I know this is a bit of a heavy personal secret this time that I'm sharing with you. I hope that by opening up about these things and these traumas that it allows some of you who might be listening that have not yet dealt with trauma from childhood perhaps, or maybe are still in a a situation of domestic violence, seek out the help and counseling that is available this kind of abuse is more recognized now and there is definitely treatment and there are ways that we can help so if you find yourself stuck if you find yourself wanting to work through this I encourage you to reach out and get some help because you know that's what we're here for there are resources now for you and I hope you find the help that you need Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the wake up with gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude
0: every single day.